0: On this week's episode of Hey Sis, Eat This, Courtney and I recap our wild weekend in Dallas. Mama Ashley joins in with her kitchen conundrum from our dinner party, and we all die laughing recounting some of the shenanigans and stellar costumes that were worn at my royal birthday celebration. We then have on a reverend, a lawyer, and an architect, Andy, David, and Christine Odom, who have been our longtime childhood friends the siblings share hilarious and heartfelt stories about their heroic mama, Rita Cheetah. Hope you enjoy. One, four, three, Baba Booey.
1: Grab your fork and grab your knife. Morning, afternoon, and
0: night. Mama's recipe and mine. We're about to have a good
1: time. Hey, sis, eat this. Hey, sis.
2: Hey sis. Hey sis. How you doing?
0: I'm pretty exhausted. Yeah. We had quite the weekend. I know. I think I reinfected myself. I think you did too. (laughs) Well, we were nonstop, so I'm not surprised you're not feeling
2: great. Yeah, but uh, it was fun. It was all worth it. (laughs) It really was. In fact, it was such a success that we had to have Mama Ashley join us today because we needed her to help us recap the whole weekend. Hi, Mama. Hi, girls. How are y'all? We're good. So good. How are you? Good. Well,
3: I think I've recovered. It took me a while, but, you know, I'm getting a little old to party till one o'clock in the morning, but... Oh my it's God. It's true. You were there to one. Yeah. I was. It was fun. It was really fun. I didn't realize how late it was until I got home. I went, oh,
0: Lord. No kidding. Well, we're going to get into the party a little bit later because it really deserves its own section. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty wild. <laughs> Corey, you made some yummy dinner last night, right?
2: Yes. I made a pot roast last night. I made, mm-hmm. um, that one that we like from the Smitten Kitchen where you add just one 28-ounce can of tomatoes and then you add just 12 cloves of garlic and you that's it, and salt and pepper. And it's yeah. so simple, but it's so delicious. It's the one where, remember we made it that time in the Instapot and we realized that we <laughs> didn't take the foam backing off, that probably highly toxic. Right from the meat. Oh, <laughs> And we threw <laughs> the whole thing into the Instapot. this is no joke. It's never been as good as when we made it with the foam backing. Yes. Because that's so creepy because we probably gave ourselves cancer that day, but I have made (laughs) it since many times. And I don't think it's ever topped that one with the foam.
0: That is so funny. I'll never forget. We made, we had like a dinner party and we made it and we're like, Ooh, God, this looks so delicious. And we start shredding the meat and we're like, what what the is this? hell is that? And we like pull out the foam
2: piece, oh, so gross,
3: really gross. <laughs>
0: we
2: still served it. <laughs> And have you seen on Instagram, all these people doing the carrots on top of the Parmesan cheese that they pull up and they have like crispy Parmesan on the back of the carrot and they eat it like with their fingers? No, sounds great. No. (laughs) No one likes carrots that much in my house, but I had some. So I'm like, I'm going to try this. I kind of did my own take of the Mm -hmm. carrots with the Parmesan and I made them.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: And when when I took them out of the oven, it was really hard to get them off the it, like on the Instagram, they just peel right off with the Parmesan backing. And I think yeah. they might have used too much oil. I don't know what happened, but they were just mm. stuck on there, just completely stuck. But I managed to pry a few of them off enough for everybody to have a couple carrots. And Jason said they were the best carrots he's ever
0: had in his life. Ooh, I'm going to have to try this. Lance loves carrots. I made a really yummy dinner last night, too. It was pretty impromptu because... We've had guests up until mm, Sunday night. yeah, And so I wasn't really planning and we're going to New Orleans, but I was on my way home from riding horses and I had to stop and get my Zoloft at dump Thumb. So I thought, <laughs> well, I'm going to whip something up and yeah. And Lance was like, Oh, we've had barbecue. We've had sushi. We've had this. Like what about Asian or something? I'm like, okay. So I found a recipe for a spicy chicken curry that you do in the InstaPot. It was so good. Was it spicy? You know, I used the whole jalapeno, but I only used half with the seeds, and I think it could have used more heat. But sometimes mm-hmm. you put that in there, and you don't know what those little suckers are gonna be. I know. I know. Sometimes they'll blow your head off. Yes.
3: Right. It's like mom shishitos. They That's just were hat. You know- I love my, so, shish- I love my shishitos, but I, I did, I did plant a, a jalapeno plant this year that said it is, it, it, you have the flavor, but not the heat. So we well, will what's the s-
0: point of that?
3: Well, maybe some people don't like the heat, so we'll see what happens. How is that even possible? The flavor without the heat? I don't know. I don't know. I was just intrigued and I'm going to try it and we'll see. It what might happens. be good for for
2: guacamole when you're serving yeah. a crowd because yeah. it won't be, you well, know, so well, so many people don't
3: like it really, really hot. I mean, we, we do, but I don't understand those people.
2: I don't know. understand them either, but <laughs> I like to feel like I'm burning my taste
3: buds off. Yeah, right? really. I made a really good dinner, too, because I made Whitney's green chili chicken enchiladas, and they were delicious. Even Big D liked them. Mm. And, you know, he didn't like Mexican food, but he thought they were great. Of course, I let the cheese off of his, but. (laughs) That's not an enchilada. It was. yeah, I put the the chicken
0: chicken and all the sauce in it, and he thought they were just delicious. Were they as easy as I claim they are?
3: Yeah, they were easier, a lot easier than mine. I'm never making mine again because <laughs> mine
0: are <laughs> my, my, I'm, mine are involved
3: and everything. And okay. the, the yours were s- snap. Man, yeah. it
0: took me no time. Hear it from yeah. the mama herself. Yeah,
2: but it was fun to cook with y'all last week that until was? we almost set <gasps> the
3: house <gasps> on fire. Yeah, my, and I have to say that was my conundrum. oh lord that was a terrible terrible fill us in i saw jeff morrow make stuffed artichokes on the kitchen as i was running on the elliptical the other day and i thought oh gosh those look so good and Mm. so um maybe i should make them for our friday night party with the out-of-town guests and everything Yeah. yeah I did everything he said to do, and they seemed to be okay. And then then I came down to your house and put them in the...
0: I'm going to pause you there, because I told everybody to come over at 645, and it's like 720, and I'm like, where is mom? And she's like, these damn artichokes are still not done yet. I'm bringing them to your house. Well, the whole thing is, when I went to get
3: artichokes, I had the hardest time finding any that I thought were even decent. And it's like they never got done. I couldn't pull the leaves out. They
0: were huge. They were big. Well,
3: they were, yeah, but they were kind of regular. And usually you only cook those like 45 minutes and I cooked them like an hour and a half. But then I came to your house and put them in the broiler and turned around and saw the dishes in the sink. And I started washing dishes. All I
0: know is I started smelling fire.
3: (laughs) All of a sudden the house was on fire.
0: And I was outside manning the grill and I hear the fire alarm going off and I'm like, oh God, what's happened? <laughs> and I run inside. And the whole top of them was black. <laughs> Mom takes the heart chokes out and I was like, what the hell happened? Yeah, oh it, was, it was kind of a mess, you know? And then she starts to kind of take the stuffing, like it had dripped down and she starts to kind of like put it on top thinking she might be able to hide it.
2: <laughs> yeah, you were saying, I can save it. I can save it. No, she I, she scraped save it. Out, I scraped off the
3: top. I didn't put the, put that on top of the burn. Oh,
0: okay. I scraped the burned off. It was quite chaotic in there.
3: It was, but the whole problem was they still weren't done. And I think maybe they're not, they weren't ripe, but I don't think they're ripe enough either. And I agree. I mean, I'm really mad about it. So I'm not well, going to do, and it. I'm not gonna do it again. she tried to do everything
0: <laughs> to like make them edible. And then she was like, I give up. I can't do this. We're not serving that.
3: <laughs> That's right.
0: Well,
2: we did have a special guest. Courtney Christini came to town. Oh, yeah. That would be me. Oh, yeah. I cannot stop with the Christinis. Thank you, Chef Alana Horwich. Those are good. I know. She has the best Christini recipes in her cookbook, Meal and a Spiel. And I, I can't stop. I think that since I met with her a few weeks ago, I've made them every single weekend, different variations of the Christini, And that's my new name, Crazy Courtney Christini. <laughs>
0: That one that we did with the sautéed leeks and pepper and honey Mm. with the burrata, that Mm. was really good. That really was good.
3: Yes, it was. I thought they were both really good.
2: Yeah. Did you taste the Jewish tuna toast? Mm. Yes. I know. It's amazing. The olives and the capers. mm. Mm Mm-hmm.
3: Michael Chiarella has a tuna dip, tastes a lot like that. It's really good.
2: Yeah, he does. And that's, I asked her, she didn't know about it, but I, yeah, it's, it's similar. Tastes
3: about the same, but it's really, really good.
2: Hers (laughs) is better.
3: How do you know? Because I've made (laughs) Michael's (laughs) and I've (laughs) (laughs) made hers and hers is better. Oh, okay. I haven't made his in a long time, but I liked it. Yep. Made it for a party.
2: Well, the real highlight though, was my baby sister's birthday party. Yes. At the local dive bar, which is Whitney, like you have been telling me about this place for a while now yeah. and you know, I, and I had this picture in my mind of like what it would look like a dive bar mm-hmm. based on what you said. It is literally the exact picture in my mind that I had of a dive bar. Mm-hmm. But the biggest surprise was that old school cigarette machine that they have oh, there yeah. like from the 70s mm-hmm. where you pull the little <sighs> knob and the cigarettes fall out. I mean that it was like going back in time this bar.
0: I feel like those were like are like illegal. <laughs>
2: they probably are <laughs> <laughs>
0: probably are for our listeners that didn't listen last week i had my birthday party at king's axe the dive bar that lance and i frequent too much and i decided given that it was king's X, that everybody should have to dress as a royal something or other any iteration so i went as the king of all media howard stern the king baba booey I think I pulled it off pretty well. You did.
3: I didn't even know what it was.
0: (laughs) I had to bring up the private parts movie poster and show mom.
3: It was interesting. Yes.
0: Well, I think I killed it. But mom, you really did have the best costume.
3: I don't know. (laughs) Mine was really, really good. Well, yours was good, but
0: mine was still better. Yours was good, but mom's was like spot on.
2: Well, I was talking on the phone earlier today to my friend who is known in my community is the costume maven. I mean, she goes all out for costumes. So when I was telling her about your party, she's like, send me pictures, send me pictures. So I sent her a picture and she she goes, oh my God, I, I, I thought you were sending me a picture of Queen Elizabeth, the real Queen Elizabeth. And I said, nope, that's Mama <laughs> Ashley. She goes, that is good. And I said, yeah, hers is great. Was she impressed by Howard Stern? Yes. And she goes, God, your sister, she's really into She's got the costume bug too, doesn't she? And I said, oh, yeah. I do. You got the seal of approval.
3: Good. Well, mm-hmm. yours was really good too. I it just, was. Uh, you, you were spot
0: on for her, for the Queen's Gambit. That was good. And Court had ordered all these costumes <laughs> that are still coming in, by the way. And none of them showed up in time. So like the night before she's ordering frantically off Amazon and it's like, we'll be there by nine. The party's at eight and it shows up at like 630. (laughs) Yeah. But it
2: worked perfectly. It really did. I mean, I, Whitney was very worried about my costume. I said, it's fine. It's fine. I said, if anything, I can walk down to mom's and get a prom dress and go as a prom queen or something. But yeah, that's it made it.
3: It all worked out. There were a lot of cute costumes.
0: Which one was your favorite mom? Myself,
3: oh, <laughs> <laughs> I have to say it, it. My costume was my favorite. It really I, thought, was, I thought it was perfect. I had all, and I even got buckles for my shoes because she has little <laughs> buckles on her shoes. I mean, I I oh, went all out on that one, Whitney. And you did. I was very proud of you.
2: The Queen would have been proud. R.I.P. Queen Elizabeth II. Especially considering last week, you were like, "I'm just gonna go
0: get a tiara from the girls." Closet. I was like, Mom, Mm -hmm. no. So the fact that you pulled that together, bravo. She was
2: spray paying her wig out in the back. I mean, she really committed.
3: Once I got into it, I had it was really fun. You had to go all the way. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna. get, I'm just gonna stay with it. I was my favorite person. Yeah, you're always your favorite person. Everybody. I know everybody wanted a picture with me too. So (laughs) I figured that people thought it was pretty good. Oh no, the other one. I have to say that I thought was. Outstanding, very simple, yet outstanding, was a guy that had the toilet lid on it around <laughs> his neck. James.
2: That's right.
0: <laughs> he was the I, king of the throne.
2: That
3: was so funny. I didn't that get it hilarious. at first. And then so oh, I got hey. it
0: immediately. Of course you did.
2: <laughs> yeah, of course you did. <laughs> My favorite place. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you spend a lot of time there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I thought that was hilarious. That one was really funny and creative. You know, I liked the creativity.
3: Very creative. And he didn't have to go very far, you know, big, make, spend a lot of money. <laughs> he just got the top
0: of the toilet a commode. I think the most shocking costume to me was Dwight's,
4: where yeah. he walked
0: in with a King's jersey.
4: Yes, I, mean, I was I about
0: to I make a mention that. of
2: that. I because know. Because he the... is a
0: diehard Stars fan. Y'all are going to the game tonight. Both teams are in the playoffs. We go I every night. <laughs> could not believe he walked in with that jersey on.
3: Well, he had gone to a Kings game a long, long time ago. Out yeah, there, it, was and... that, it was that big, that like all-stars player yeah. game. So he yeah. bought a Kings shirt. I don't know why, but just for fun. Because they're yeah. awesome? Well, actually. Go Kings, go. He... Well, here's the whole thing. Actually, he I went and got him a Burger King crown. He was going to wear that. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden he said, oh, I had that King shirt. I'm going to wear that. And I went, okay. Way yeah. to go, Dwight. It was pretty funny.
0: I love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, we also had the King of Barbecue at the party. We yeah. served Sonny Bryan's. Yep. Mm-hmm. Brent Harmon, who owns Sonny Bryan's, is going to be our next guest on Sister's Dish next week. And the food was amazing, as always. So good. Yeah, that's really good. It provided two feedings. Yes. Everybody started eating at like nine o'clock. And then as the cocktails were flowing, there was like another round at 1231. Mm -hmm. And one of our friends who was there was complaining the next morning that she was up till 430 in the morning with indigestion because she was eating jalapeno sausages at one in the morning. The other thing that was really unique to the party was the burlesque dancers. Mm-hmm. And I heard, Mom, that you you were not a fan of that.
3: I'm not a fan of any of that kind of stuff. I don't know why. I don't know why. I just think it's kind of stupid.
0: Lance and I really love burlesque, and we've been to many shows, and we just think the art of it's really cool and beautiful. and he's always wanted to get burlesque dancers for a party. And I've always said, ah, it's not going to work for this one. It's not going to work for that one. So he gets them for, for this one. And from what I was told, mom (laughs) looks over and goes,
2: are they (laughs) stripped?
3: Yeah. I thought they were. That's what I said. That's why I don't. They
2: are, but they're, they do strip, but they have little
0: costumes underneath nip covers. Yeah. They don't get naked. Well, I'm glad y'all like it. And I heard <laughs> that you tried to blame me and you were like, I can't believe she would do this. No, I didn't. I just said, I can't believe she always
3: has to have, you know, those kind of shows.
0: We love entertainment, but it was not even me who did it. I didn't even know about it. Lance surprised me with it.
3: So. Oh, well, I did not yeah. know that. I thought you did it because you were. it was your birthday.
0: It was pretty funny to see full burlesque dancers in this tiny ass dive bar. Yeah. And then all <laughs> the pervy bar flies were like making oh their God. way up to the front to watch. Yeah. And yeah. I, I heard some of them and they're like, so glad we came tonight.
3: Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to lie. When we were in high school and college, we did go to the strip joints, but
0: now, <laughs> but now it doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> <laughs> but it did back then.
3: Well, no, I just thought it was, we just always thought it was funny.
0: Did but, you go yeah. to the ones where the men stripped or the women?
3: Oh, no, not the men, just women.
0: Did you go with our father?
3: Yes, I did.
2: You went with dad?
3: Uh-huh, Karen and Ronnie. Oh, my God.
2: Yeah, you did.
3: Yeah. Which
2: strip club was this?
0: Like Million Dollar Saloon?
3: No, 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 the Colony Club downtown. <laughs>
2: oh, it sounds classy. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound classy. <laughs>
0: it wasn't that classy. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, I was not expecting to hear
2: that today. (laughs) Well, I loved everything about that bar. I loved your little friend, Wendy, who is the manager. I mean, she's just the sweetest woman I've ever met. She is the best.
3: She is. She's had a big life too.
0: She is. She has. We really bonded because she used to ride equestrian. And so one day she was saying that, you know, she used to own horses and stuff. And I said, oh, I'm going to a horse show. And she's like, I'll go with you. And I was like, okay. And so me, mom and Wendy went to the horse show and oh, I didn't it know was that. so fun.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, she was so excited to meet me that she licked my face. <laughs> that sounds just like her. That was a real Texas greeting. I didn't ask Dwight if
3: she licked his face she... <laughs> <laughs> because she said, where's your husband? I said, down there, you know, told her what he had on and and he, she went down and introduced herself, but he didn't say she liked his face.
2: No, she kissed me. And then she's like, I got to lick you. And maybe, maybe like it's growing up all around those horses, like they lick the salt thing or something. Oh, I don't know. She God. just licked me like a salt lick. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. great. I so, love her. And she's coming on this podcast because she's an incredible woman. She is. She is the
0: mother of King's X and she's just wonderful. I love her as a friend and I, I'm so glad to know her.
3: I told Dwight I'm going to start going to King's X. I like it better than his. Come on, mama. Than his bar Myla's. I don't like it.
0: No, let's do it. You're welcome anytime. It's a cozy little bar. It is. I like it. It is. They have darts and shuffleboard and pool. Feels like it's a place that everyone knows your name. I'm sure they do. If they can remember it, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's a good one. I've got another party. My stepdaughter is getting married in Baton Rouge and it's on my birthday. So we will just continue the festivities. You are. You're going to have some good food too. Yes. I'm excited to report back on that.
2: Anything else, Mom? Any other last minute thoughts over the weekend? Did it bring anything up for you? No. Just nice having your girls together.
3: Yes. Yeah. It was, I love spending 15 minutes with you, Courtney. It was so much fun. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> Whitney and you blunched for the whole weekend. Yeah. Well, what mama Ashley is referring to is that lately, since we launched the podcast and I come to Dallas, Whitney keeps me on a very tight schedule. So I don't get to spend as much you know, free time with mama, but you know what? I'm going to be back soon and I'll make sure to carve out 30 minutes for you next time.
3: Oh, thank you. I have nothing else to say. I think it was a wonderful party uh yes, I didn't enjoy the strippers, but I didn't watch them, so it didn't matter.
2: They're burlesque, not strippers, Mom. Uh,
3: excuse me.
0: Well,
2: well, the Queen would not be, you know, you should
3: oh. that Queen wouldn't be up there watching those strippers. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you never know. Oh, well, she might have, but I doubt it.
0: So on today's episode, we have two brothers and their baby sister joining us, and we've had many childhood memories with them growing up, and. I really want to thank them, Courtney, because they came on this episode and they really opened up to us about their childhood and their amazing mama Rita, who so heroically navigated a divorce and co parenting. That is just very admirable.
2: Exactly. I totally agree. They shared a lot with us, but we also laugh so hard because they have so many funny stories. And we hear how mama Rita brought laughter through hardship into their family. Yeah,
0: absolutely. It's it's a good one. Okay, let's let's do it.
2: Hey sis. Hey sis. What happens when a lawyer, a reverend and an architect walk into a bar?
0: Um I'm thinking it makes for a pretty damn good podcast.
2: I think so too. We are so lucky tonight to have this phenomenal trio of siblings with us and their actual lawyer, reverend and architect. And we've known them since we were little kids because we, well, we all went to church together in Dallas and we were in Sunday school together. And um, our mamas are best friends, Mama Ashley and Mama Rita, but she's also known as Rita the Cheetah to me and Wit from when we were little. And they've been best friends for 40 years. So... Um, I'll just say that I also think it's important to note that of all these siblings, I dated one of them, I smoked a lot of cigarettes and gossiped with another, and I was um, a church camp roommates with another, but I'll leave that for the audience to kind of figure out as we (laughs) go along the way. But um, I just want you to help me give a warm welcome to the Odom siblings, Andy, David and Christine. Welcome, y'all. So happy you can be here. Yay. Great to be here.
1: Be here. Looking forward to
2: it. (laughs) (laughs) A little trip down memory lane. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, welcome, Odoms. Thank you so much for coming on this episode of Hey Sis, Eat This. And we just want to give our audience a little perspective on y'all as siblings. So, Andy, can you tell us what the age difference and where y'all rank, you know, oldest to youngest?
5: Uh, Christine is the youngest and acts the oldest. (laughs) and david's the middle and i'm the oldest and i act the youngest <laughs> and we're each four years apart christine's the youngest and david then me
2: so let's have some appetizers. You three grew up in Dallas, pretty much around the corner from us, um, which was cool. We all went to church together. And I think that's where we all became close was through church and being neighbors.
0: They did live really close. Andy, I'm going to start with you. Tell us a little bit about your mama, Rita, the cheetah, which I've been going over this. I have no idea why we call her that
5: other than it rhymes. I'm forgetting, too. Did that start with my friends? Or yours, David. I think it started with you. I know my friends called her that.
2: Do you still call her that?
5: No. I, not really. We call her Riri.
2: Oh, that's right. That's her grandma name, right? Riri? Yeah.
4: I think it kind of it it expanded with David's friends, though. She ended up with like five names. Rita Fajita, <laughs> Cheetah, Margarita. Rita
5: Fajita, yeah. <laughs>
2: Because she's so amazing <laughs> that she just like warrants a bunch of nicknames because she's so charming and
4: lovable by all. Exactly. Tell us a little bit about her in your own words, Christine. Riri, uh, Rita, Fajita, Cheetah, Margarita was um, is an amazing woman. Trailed a path to ra- raising us three kids all over the place. Active, running around, sports and church and friends and trouble. <laughs> she, she was a very steady, consistent, despite crazy times parent, which is really hard to do now that I'm a parent, I yeah. realize how hard, how hard that is mm-hmm. and she was very good at it. I think we often talk about that on this podcast, that
2: the respect that you get for your mom when you're a parent or when you're older, it's just, it's astounding how your perspective shifts so much and how much love and gratitude you, you have when you're an adult. Absolutely.
5: So, you know, our parents divorced and, um, as my dad came to terms with his alcoholism. And so she was really even before, Pretty much all of our upbringing, she was a single mom. Whether dad was in the room or not, by and large. And so, like when that happened, she had to go back to work. She had to manage everything. So yeah, I mean, it it was a lot of chaos, and she was the stability. <laughs> sure. We didn't we didn't help with that much.
2: <laughs> of course not. None of us did.
4: what was it like around your dinner table growing up when you guys reached out when I got that email, I was like, I mean, did it, food for us was kind of survival esque, okay. but, but the laughter, we had loads of laughter. Like we always laughed at the dinner table. There was always something funny that we, that I remember. Um, and I feel like Andy and I probably have very different, perspectives on things but from my memory we laughed a lot at the dinner table Mm
5: -hmm. Mm -hmm. i would say it became that yeah Mm -hmm. it was not always that yeah i did not i i did not like the dinner table when i was little
4: yeah the dinner
1: table wasn't necessarily a happy place for a while yeah
5: not a happy place yeah But then it became that. I would say, yeah, I would say it became
1: that. Certainly.
2: Yeah. That's beautiful.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, I don't think the dinner table is a happy place for a lot of us. We always talk about how we had the Cosby show on for most of our childhood during dinner. You know, we didn't really talk and laugh that much. It was kind of just like we all had dinner together every night. We congregated and it was a delicious dinner because my mom was just this exceptional cook Mm -hmm. um but it wasn't always the most comfortable place to sit either so
4: it's beautiful
2: that you know you evolved as a family into it became a place where you could laugh and tell stories and joke around
5: that's what i think we mean when we say mom was the the stabilizing because dinner dinner table when i was a kid was um unpredictable right I didn't know what dad I was going to get. We didn't know what dad we were going to get. Yeah. So did not like the dinner table, but it became that later. I mean, that was what mom did. She's a hero. Yes. I don't I don't think she realizes how much that made a difference. Totally.
4: She saved all of our lives.
5: (laughs) Yeah. Like you look at all of our families now and and at least from our end of what we contribute to our families, that's our mom. And then eventually dad too. I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't want to discredit him. I mean, when he sobered up.
2: Oh yeah. We love your dad.
5: That
1: got way better. obviously. Absolutely. Well, that, that, mm-hmm. injured, that also assisted in us being able to laugh at some of the stuff that went on. Sure. Yeah. And
5: the other thing I would say that I've, I i did not think about this before, but one of the things that's unique about our parents, particularly our mom was that after the divorce, we still did family Christmas <laughs> and family Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm.
0: I, re- I remember that. I remember your dad being very much a part of
2: your life. Oh, yeah.
5: Yeah, there yeah. was no, and even after college, there was no, well, I'm going to go see mom and I'm going to go see dad. We would do things as a family together and still do. Because of that, our kids, we, they don't have to deal with, well, we got to go see grandma and then we'll go see grandpa. Because it's so natural.
2: You're very fortunate in that way. It's yeah.
5: very unique. You don't see that a lot. I mean, I see a lot of families going through struggle with what I do, and they don't do it that way. And that's one of the things they asked me. I don't know. We don't know how to do this. What do you suggest? And I'm, that's my suggestion. If you can pull it off, keep doing family things. And I'm telling you, in 10, 15 years, you're going to be glad you
1: did.
2: You know, it's true. Like our parents are divorced, as you know, and we're yeah. just now getting to this point now that i have kids that and whitney's married and we're all grown up where i I don't think my mom or dad love it but like for us they'll come together like we've i've hosted things in la christmases and whatnot for whitney and i it's magical and for my kids it's magical i think it's hard for them yeah i think the important thing is when you look back at history with rose colored glasses, it's all going to be okay. And it's going to be joyful for all of us when we look back. I know it's, it's, Oh, that's true. It's hard for them, but you know, they put their adult pants on and they come to the table and and it's always fun. And we always find our mom and dad in the corner of the room talking the entire night, you know, which is kind of funny with their husbands. Yeah. They dread it. They dread it. But then like, they're all kind of like, in the corner like teenage girls talking
1: <laughs> there's so much history there you know I mean, there's so
2: much history and
1: so much more to hang on to than to discard you know it's just-
2: And if I were to bring like food back into it, so funny, because we've talked to our dad a little bit about this, like, you know, we have all these family recipes and traditions from Thanksgiving and Christmas and all these holidays. And so now that they're they're divorced, my dad calls Whitney and I was like, can I have your mom's, you know, sweet potato recipe or whatever. And so like, they're all still (laughs) apart. They're still making the same things. And so it's nice when we can have those rare occasions and all come together and, and, and continue on with those traditions, but- Yeah, it's tricky. It's tricky. But if we can all come together and laugh about it, then that's where the magic happens.
5: I mean, I remember early on when we were doing that and for us, it was great. Right. But I remember asking, I think I was I was in my 20s and I remember asking mom about it. She couldn't really even talk about how hard it was Mm. for her to do that.
1: Mm
5: -hmm. It's real. I mean, it was real sacrifice. I didn't really understand that until I tried to see if she could tell me about it. And she really couldn't.
4: She didn't want to talk about it. Yeah.
5: Yeah. No, I'm no. I mean,
1: it's too hard.
4: Yeah. That speaks to her strength, right? Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. She's a product of strength too.
4: She's a cheetah. She's a total cheetah.
1: She's she's
2: she's a cheetah, taquita, margarita. She's a margarita. She's got she's got many sides. She's a cheetah. She's a margarita. We love her. Strong as a, a miko margarita. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Was Rita a cook?
1: She. It was. It was. Uh... She made things. Yeah. She made. things. <laughs> <laughs> He's a pretty good cook. And we were talking about this the other night. Um, you know, she could whip up something out of nothing, and it, it was more than, you know, better than palatable. Um, we had our go-to dishes. We weren't we were mostly creatures that had it. So, you know, it was uh, spaghetti on Monday, lemon chicken on Tuesday, fend for yourself on Wednesday. You know, that type of deal. It uh, wasn't anything really all that eccentric.
4: A lot of breakfast for dinner.
1: <laughs> yeah, breakfast for dinner. But well, she was really good at desserts. Mm. And she could whip up a chocolate pie from an old recipe. She grew up in, in Mobile, uh, Alabama until she was eight and then moved to Texas. There was an old family chocolate pie recipe that she still uses to this day that is much out of this world so you know we were talking the other night about you know what were what was she really good at well desserts she could she could do so we'd a lot of times skip the main course and go straight to the chocolate pie or you know whatever (laughs) else she had on the table
2: why not nice we'd love to put that recipe up on our website david what was the worst dish that rita made
1: Mm. there i'm sure there was something that back then i could not stomach (laughs)
2: <laughs>
5: For sure. I'm
1: so different sure. now than I was when I was young. I'll eat anything that is set before me. I can't remember <laughs> anything terrible that she made. Oh, I do. Mine was one that
5: my mom made because my dad liked it. Uh ringtum diddy. <laughs> I'm
3: sorry? Have you ever heard of that? No, no.
5: Ever. Well, you shouldn't <laughs> because it sucks. <laughs> I mean, Rinkum Ditty. It sounds like it came. It sounds renal. I mean, it just yeah. sounds wrong. <laughs> I don't even remember what it was. It was like this <laughs> goop that you could put on crackers. It's terrible. I hated it.
4: I got Aunt Jane to give me the recipe. It's like a family recipe. Okay, what is it?
5: I mean, is one of the ingredients <laughs> cat turds? Because it is awful. <laughs> What's in it? Have you have you do you remember what's in it?
4: It's like I can't remember. It's like beans and Velveeta and like there's like tomatoes. Sounds amazing
2: so
5: far.
4: Tomatoes.
5: Yeah, it's gotta go south from there because those are all fine. (laughs) (laughs) Look it up online. It's a
1: real it's a real thing.
2: You gotta spell spell this for us.
5: I don't even know how to spell it. It's called ring rinkdom diddy yeah it's like a it's like a louisiana thing it is it's a louisiana thing yeah
4: i don't remember ever having it i've never had it but i remember
5: because it was awful why finally mom finally just stopped making it
4: <laughs> i love that <laughs> that someone in
2: your family passed it down to you christine and i think <laughs> for our listeners we might need to get a copy of that recipe just for fun i mean it's on Epicurious.
0: Yeah. it is Tomato cheddar sauce on toast. It's Welsh rare bit. I love that. Oh,
4: yeah. I
1: think it's fantastic. I don't know what Amy and Christine are talking. I hated it.
4: I've never had it. I don't know. Okay. There, there are no
0: beans. There's no, uh, 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 maybe it's a Texas no version. Beans?
4: No.
5: That's the thing. I'd probably eat it now and like it. He would. But I hated it as a kid.
0: So mom would make this when my dad was out of town because he would never eat anything like this. Yeah, we had this too for sure. And you would toast a piece of bread, you'd fry yep. some bacon and you'd slice some tomatoes and it was a Stouffer's cheese sauce that you bought. And then you would like put the toast,
2: tomatoes, bacon, cheese sauce. Oh, I loved it. That sounds great. I mean, there's there's right? a lot yeah. online about it. Ring Tum Diddy, ah, the food of our youth.
5: But like my friends would come over and they go, what the hell? What is that? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't look like anything you want to eat.
2: There's tomato soup involved, too. Yeah, Condensed cream of tomato soup.
1: That's what I remember about it. Oh, yeah. That sounds mm-hmm. right. It is.
2: It sounds... I remember mom used to make a version of Welsh rare, but and she would put um, bacon over it, right? Like, do you remember the toast? I, and I, put... Again, I, I just said that. <laughs> sorry, I was down the line. I'm sorry, I was online. I was down the line looking up. <laughs> I was so consumed and so captivated by ring, ring dumb ditty that I I didn't hear that. This often happens on our podcast as well. We'll have to put that up because that's like a fun that's kind of fun, actually. It is. In my opinion, it sounds delicious.
5: You'd like yeah. it. Oh, I'm sure I'd like it now. But I I mean, my memories of it, it's like P- PTSD. I mean, it was I hated
1: it.
0: Yeah. Andy, I'm gonna come bring you a, a ring, a ringtum ditty
2: <laughs> food kit one day and just drop <laughs> it off at your house. Do a remake. <laughs> Make it hey sis eat this style and it'll be yummy. Yes. Okay, it's on.
0: Okay, now we've had some snacks, so let's get on to the main course. We've all known each other for a really long time and through the years have probably celebrated birthdays and holidays at some point. And we want to see what those kind of memories of the traditions surrounding birthdays and holidays were for y'all growing up.
5: What I immediately think of is maybe not a tradition, but the way my mom would set her deal was she wanted to be equal with everything. I got a ten-speed bike at I don't know I think I, I think I was in fifth grade. So David couldn't get one until he was in fifth grade, and Christine couldn't get one. I remember I still remember telling mom because all of David's friends had like. 10 speed bikes in fourth grade. And I don't remember saying, mom, you don't have to wait. I mean, I started arguing (laughs) with her about her own fairness rule because
1: I could care less. (laughs) But she was going to hold to the rule. I still had that miniature red Schwinn with a banana seat. Yeah. (laughs) Not cool. Not cool at all.
0: Our mom was very similar too. Maybe not so much with presents, but just raising us. And like, you know, I always would compare myself because Courtney's six years older. So it was like if I had a curfew or something, it was set as Courtney's curfew was when she was 16 and no more, no less. So I think moms, when they have, you know, multiple kids, it's easy to kind of wrangle them in that way.
1: And Whitney knowing you, you never broke curfew. Never. Whitney never broke curfew. (laughs) Courtney never did.
5: I never did. I never did either.
2: David, I don't know if you and Christine
5: thought about it this way, but I always was like amazed at how naive mom was. In, in the house I was in, we were in on Preston that was near you guys. Mm-hmm. I end up being on one whole side of the house and the rest of the family is completely on the other side of the house.
2: That's how we were.
0: Sounds perfect.
5: <laughs> right? So, I mean, like I, I could come and go as I please almost without anybody knowing. It got even better when we moved to the house on Lakehurst. My room had a sliding glass door to the backyard. (laughs) Like she didn't think I was going to do anything. I mean, I'd walk right in the front door, go right in my room. My friend would meet me in the alley, and I'd walk right out the back and be gone. You know, I mean, it was, I'm, I'm home, and I'd go right back out my sliding door.
2: We also had that L-shape house where yeah. Whitney and I could get up to lots of trouble on that other side of the house. One of the topics that we always find wildly entertaining on our podcast is, is the topic of pets. If I remember correctly, wait, did you have cats growing up in your your childhood home, right? Yeah, everything. Everything. Everything.
5: We had a little. I have cats, birds, birds. Yeah. We had finches. You remember the finches we had that Mm-mm. not for long. I think the cat got one of them. <laughs> one of the birds.
4: Hamsters. We did have hamsters that the cat cat got one of the hamsters.
5: Cat got one of the hamsters. <laughs> oh my gosh. We had two cats that had babies at the same time. We think probably from the same, same cat. Oh my God. And had the babies at the same time. No way. In two different closets in the house.
2: At the, on like the same day? They were like giving birth yes. on the same day.
5: No, yeah, the same day. Exactly. Stop the same it. day. <laughs> they each had Fords. So we had like little kittens running around. And then one of the cats went outside and got attacked by the dogs next door oh. and died. Oh, she
4: was just hurt.
5: She lived. She ended up dying later. That's right. But she couldn't take care of her baby, so the other cat took care of I mean, it was a mess. The other cat
1: nursed all the kittens. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my
0: God.
2: Did some feral cat get into your house and just, like, go to town? I don't even want to say the word, but, like, got busy with your cat? Yeah.
5: No, yeah. That's pretty much what happened.
2: And like they were on the same cycle, clearly <laughs> they all like had, had babies on. The, I mean, can you imagine two cats? I mean, it's like a freaking vet's office over there. I mean, that's just insane, yeah. insane. Yeah,
5: and two of the two of the first cats' babies didn't make it.
2: Well, I mean, can I say thank God because like that would be. Aren't there only even- six teats? Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. How do you know there's six?
1: I don't know. I kind of kinda, kinda want to count now.
2: Should I Google that? How many teeth on a
1: It certainly were not any spare
2: teeth.
1: Yeah.
0: I want to know how Rita dealt with all this birthing and the cats and
4: right. Yeah, I definitely would have gotten rid of some stuff. Like, I can't, I can't deal with that much. I don't know how she dealt with it either.
5: <laughs> yeah, because we had the two cats and the, and the dog. The crazy dog. The dog was crazy.
1: Yeah. Rita did not necessarily like having pets.
0: That's what I would think. I can't see her as like a big pet person.
2: But it's kind of weird that you had like an entire pet store at your house, <laughs> hamster, <laughs> cats, dogs, like it, but she didn't like pets. She <laughs> yeah.
1: didn't really like them. I mean, I I went to camp uh for a month one summer and I had a hamster. <laughs> and <laughs> I got home and the hamster was was gone. My mom made up some story about how the cat got in there, Donut. The cat got in there and took care of the hamster. But I can guarantee you that is a false story. She got, she got, tired, she got tired of hearing that hamster wheel going off at two in the morning. She grabbed the hamster and threw it in the backyard. I, I promise you. Well, that and the dog, the
5: story, you know, that she gave us about, and I believed her, gave us the story that they always tell, you know, we had to take the dog and. Uh, Put him. Gave him a good home out on a farm. <laughs> no, they didn't. They put him to. They put him down. Oh no! Because he was so ridiculous.
4: It was crazy. I mean,
5: that dog had. I mean, that dog was a mess. What was wrong with him?
4: What dog was that?
5: Nicholas. He was a Springer Spaniel. Yeah, Nicholas was
1: his name. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I was terrified of Nicholas. I have vivid <laughs> memories of being on the highest point of furniture in our house while nicholas chased aggressively chased david and andy around the house and i was terrified of him and there's a reason he nicholas went to the farm which i fully believed as well every time we were driving out in the country i was looking for nicholas
1: yeah
0: We know Mama Rita worked at Preston Hollow Presbyterian Church. But did she have any other interesting jobs?
5: So one of the jobs she started off doing was transplant, working for a transplant service, which means, you know, when someone dies and donates organs, she goes and gets them and delivers them. At least that's how they used to do it.
2: Wow, I didn't know that.
5: And so like sometimes she'd get called out in the middle of the night. And I'd wake up, or one of us would wake up and go in the fridge, and there'd be this box, bi- this styrofoam thing in the refrigerator with a hazard, bio-hazard. biohazard. And you know, we're like, "What's that? Oh, that's corneas. That's no. Well, I didn't eat. I mean, I couldn't eat after that. <laughs> I'm not getting milk out of next to eyes yeah. <laughs> in the refrigerator. Somebody, did
4: you ever
0: open it and take a peek at the peepers? No, no. What else would she bring home?
5: Oh, I wouldn't know what the hell was in there. I didn't even care. I just knew it was somebody's body parts. So I didn't really even want to know. One
1: interesting thing about that job is, and I remember a couple of times, at least, someone high profile in Dallas would pass away and we'd hear about it the next day. And, and mom would say, you know, she'd, it'd be like two in the morning. She'd tell us, I've got to go. I just got called. She hated that aspect of the job, but she had to be there. And so she'd go in at two in the morning and harvest organs from whoever it was that passed away. And so we'd we'd be sitting at dinner the next day, and uh, you say, "Well, the you know the old mayor of Dallas died last night."
2: And you have his penis in the refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Was that who you worked on? And she, she could, I guess she couldn't answer ethically.
4: But we knew. Oh my God.
1: Cutting out corneas and whatever.
5: Yeah. That's why I didn't open the box. Because just because she said it was corneas doesn't mean it's not somebody's penis sitting in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to find out. It's just it's just corneas. I don't know, I don't believe
1: you.
2: Balls or corneas.
5: What's in there?
2: It could be easily yeah. confused.
0: Exactly. Thank oh
1: god. Corneas and
0: testicles. <laughs> <laughs> they all came in the same shape box. Yes. <laughs> what's crazy to me too is that like she'd take these corneas or balls and go to the next patient and had them in their they had them in her refrigerator. Yes. That's so crazy to me. Not at a hospital.
1: Yeah.
5: I don't even think you're allowed to do that anymore.
0: I sure hope not. I mean, you could have gone in for some olives and then really (laughs) made a horrible mistake. Or if it was Halloween. Oh, God.
1: She might have been breaking protocol. (laughs) Oh, no. <laughs> she was
0: like supposed to bring them to the hospital refrigerator, but she's like, I'm so tired.
1: <laughs>
2: like, I got <laughs> like, to take the kids to school in the morning. I'll drop them off after drop off.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Those are the good old days. That shit doesn't happen anymore.
1: And I, I, I don't see how she got through that time period. That was rough. Yeah. She was yeah. <laughs>
2: God bless her, right? I mean, hated it. Oh, God. That's hilarious. Well, we love her and we love you guys. And thank you for sharing and being so open and heartfelt today. This is great. Thanks, guys. We love you so much. We love you. Thanks. We love you too.
5: Love you guys too. It's great to see you.
2: Sis, I love you. I love your show. Court, I love you. I love your show. Thank you so much for listening to Hey Sis, Eat This. If you LOL'd, peed your pants a little bit, or even smirked, please hit subscribe if you haven't already. And feel free to rate and review, but only if it's positive.
0: Also, visit our website for recipes and to sign up for our newsletter at HeySisEatThis.com. And don't forget to call into the Hey Sis hotline at 866-4-HEY-SIS with funny mama stories or kitchen conundrums of your own.